Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me today for Kingdom Rock Radio. It's a brand new season of programming, so I pray that you're ready to dive into the rich Word of God. Here's a sample of today's broadcast. When God steps on the scene, when he sees your praise, he looks, everything that is wrong becomes right. What was bad becomes good. What was sick becomes well. When he looks at you... Well, praise the Lord, my friends. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I greet you once again in that glorious, matchless, and majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is above all other names, and we give him praise today. And I am honored that you decided to join me again for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in beautiful Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometime. Well, on today's broadcast, you'll hear the message entitled, The Second Voice. And I tell you, my friends, if you have a monkey on your back and you're trying to get him off, or if there is some trouble or trial or stubborn situation that just will not move and it keeps you separated from family and friends, well then... You're in the right place because you're going to find out how that through the power of praise, it can bring you from the problem into the presence of the Lord, where all problems are solved. Prepare your hearts to hear the rich word of God and you will be marvelously blessed. Then after you finish listening to the message, share it with a family member or friend and let them be blessed as well. God bless you and enjoy the message entitled The Second Voice right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Luke the 17th chapter and we're going to look at verses 11 through 19 as children's church is also being dismissed at this time Luke the 17th chapter verses 11 through 19 now as we are about to bring forth the word of the Lord I'm about to have our opening prayer over the word in just a few moments Listen, your heart has to be ready to receive. Your heart has to be ready to receive, to receive what God is about to bring forth. Remember when the Lord brings forth a word, uh, some will hear it like a song. What, 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 what you mean, Pastor Trout, like a song? Well, you may hear a song, but a song does not usually compel you to do anything. You heard it thought it was pretty and that's pretty much it that's not what the word of God is like the Lord Jesus said he who hears my words and does them he'll be like a man who built his house upon a rock the book of James declares that uh, let us not be hearers of the word only but doers hearers and doers We spoke from the subject on one Wednesday night, uh, and the title was, Let the Word Move You. Let the Word Stir You. Let it stir you. Let it move you. Let it cause you to do something. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about? If there is no action after the Word comes forth, then you haven't received. Then to you, it was just a pretty song. You heard it? That was good. Next week, what's about? Uh, I don't know. No soon did you leave out the door? Uh, I don't know, but it was pretty. It, it was nice. 
but it has not affected you. Does everybody understand what I'm saying to you today? I want to make sure it's really clear. Because we're going to leave a lot of mess in last year. We're not bringing that this year. Because this year is a year going to be a prophet. And we're going to be profitable servants unto the Lord. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for what you have already done in this house. Lord, we do magnify you and exalt you for all that you have done. And we ask that you would speak to us today by your Holy Spirit, that you would lead us into all truth and that you would show us things to come. Holy Spirit, bring the word forth in a manner, in a way that it is pleasing unto you. Lord, uh, be with the people's heart that they may receive your word today. Let only your word come forth today. Have your way. And Lord, by faith, I declare it and it is done in Jesus name. Let every heart say amen. Amen. All right. And uh, Luke, the 17th chapter, Luke, the 17th chapter. And I thank God. See, another portion of the word, the saints of God have to be praying for the word carrier. Because you, you normally have no idea what's going on while the word is going. How much, how many distractions and all these other things naturally and supernaturally are going on. So I pray and I thank God. I thank God I got a, a praying church. Luke 17. How many of you are ready to receive the word of God? Amen. Say, Lord, I need your word. Give me your word. All right. Luke 17. I'm going to read to you verses 11 through 19. And the Bible declares, then it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Hold on one second. I'm hearing a lot of buzzing. We turn on all the other channels, please. Thank you. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as he went, they were cleansed. Rather, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus said, were there not, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that Return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Your faith hath made you whole. We'll be speaking from the subject today of the second voice. The second voice. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus I thank you in the name of Jesus. Have your way. And so the Bible records here uh, in the second, rather than the 12th verse, 
It says, and as, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Now it is the, it was the custom that, uh, as the, as you were, as you contracted the disease called leprosy, uh, which was a highly contagious disease, uh, that you were meant to be quarantined and, and you lived in leprous colonies. Now leprosy was a type of skin, skin disease. And, uh, this skin disease, as we said before, it was very contagious and it, and it causes skin to fall off. It caused body parts to fall off and you would really die slowly and painfully. Now these men weren't always leopards, I'm sure. Uh, these men had, uh, families, I'm sure. They had families, they had responsibilities. But once they contracted leprosy, they had to leave their families and then go and dwell in a leprous colony or leper's colony. Now, here's the Lord Jesus as he's walking through the midst of these two cities. Uh, ten lepers men uh, stood afar off. They stood, they stood far away as was the custom. Jesus was on one side at a distance and they were on another side at a distance. And there was, as, as we could say, a, a great gulf that was fixed between them and the Lord. And we can actually say there were actually two gulfs, two great borders or two great boundaries that were between them. Uh, we could say they would be in the middle. Uh, they're in the middle in the leprous colony, the Lord Jesus uh, to the far side and their families even further over. So they're there in the middle and they cannot have contact with ones that they love and the ones they love can't have contact with them, can't have any physical contact. Uh, they may be able to speak to them from afar, but they cannot come near for risk of being contaminated. So this disease that they have contracted is keeping them away from their family. And for a moment of time, at least, it has kept them away from the Christ, from Jesus. So what has happened here? The Bible says that when they were, they stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now we're going to examine verse 13. So I pray that you're in a mood to be taught today. The Bible says in verse 13, it says, and they lifted up their voices. This was the first voice. The, the word lifted here in the Greek text is ero. And it means, uh, to raise or to cry out even means to sing. It means to take up oneself and carry what has been raised up to raise from the ground. So when the Bible says they lifted up their voice, in other words, they carried their voices up from the ground. I'm not sure if any of you have ever really been down in life. Something has really been on you and it has separated you from the ones that you love. You, it may not have been leprosy, but it may have been alcohol. It could have been drugs. It could have been money problem. It could have been gambling. It could have been some uh, relationship. But that thing separated you from the ones that you loved and it kept you from them. It kept you from them. You were isolated. You may have been living in the same house, but you were still isolated from them. And so there at this point, 
Uh, and when we're down about ourselves, our voices are down. We do speak in a low tone. We look to the ground. We don't want to look at people uh, face to face. We, uh, we're always down. Our continents have fallen. And this was the condition of these men. Now, I love the Bible because the Bible not only tells you what happens, but it also tells you how it happens if you listen to what it's saying. So the Bible says that they lifted up their voices. In other words, they began now to pick up their voice from the ground and raise it up and hold it up. Remember, this word arrow means to sing. Now, they did not sing, as we would say it today, across the field. Jesus, have mercy on us. No. But when we are, when people are standing at a far distance, they may say, hey, how y'all doing? Which means that there is a tone, a loud resounding word that goes forth. You hold it up for a while and then you release it. You hold it up and then you release it. That is, that is the word ero. It means uh, to sing or to hold it up, to raise it up from the ground and then eventually release it. So when they said, uh, Jesus, have mercy on us. It wasn't just Jesus have mercy on us. It was a cry. Does everybody understand? It was a cry that was made for Jesus. Have mercy on us. It was a resounding. It was loud. It was resounding. It was steady. They lifted it up from the ground and they held it up and then down. Now you're going to see something here. It's very important that you understand the word arrow. Now it says he, they lifted up their voices. The word voices here also in the Greek is phone. And phone means, it means uh, it is a cry of a human being that can be heard by others. The cry of a person that is unique to the individual. Now, our voices are unique, right? Our voices are unique. Some people can uh, alter their voices to make it sound like others. But uh, to a trained expert or even to a computer program, you can tell the difference in the augmentation. You can tell the difference in the sound. Every voice is like a fingerprint. That's why you see on those spy shows, they may have, um, you know, they, they say, say your, they, they do the retina scan. They scan you, then they say your name. My name is General so-and-so. You know, whatever. Because your voice is unique to you, uniquely designed for you. So every voice is unique, is unique uh, to the individual. So what's happening here? So they lifted up their phone. They, they lifted up their unique sound to the Lord. Now understand something. They lifted up. Look in your Bible. They lifted up their voices. Now, the thing that we need to find out here, the thing that um, they lifted up, they lifted up their phone, their, their unique sound to the Lord. They lifted up, they raised up from the ground their unique sound to the Lord. Now understand, what were they saying? What were they lifting up? They were lifting up the name Jesus. Master, have mercy on us. What happens here? This is a form of praise. This is a form of praise. Because they're now lifting up the name of Jesus in an open setting. 
They are acknowledging Jesus as master. And they are asking the master for mercy. Now, they not only acknowledge him as master or teacher or reverent one, rabbi, but they're also acknowledging him as judge in that you can only truly ask for mercy from a judge. They're also implying when they ask for mercy, they're also implying that they know that they have done wrong or some wrong has been in their life and that they're really not deserving of this thing that they're asking for. So they cry for mercy. Now, when you know you're in the right, you don't cry for mercy. You cry for justice. You cry like the widow woman that said, avenge me of my adversary, avenge me of my adversary. She was in the right trying to push her right. But when you know that you have done something wrong, there is some measure of wrongness in your life. You don't cry for justice. You cry for mercy. So before this sickness came upon them, they realized that they had done some things wrong. Or even in the midst of it, that they have done some things wrong. And they lifted up the name of Jesus. They lifted him up. And the Lord said, if, you know, he be lifted up from the earth, he would draw all men unto him. So as they lifted up the name of Jesus in praise, as they cry out, as they say, Jesus! Master, have mercy on us. As they lifted up his name. See, that's a to lift here again. Uh, Ero means to hold it up, raise it up from the ground, keep it up there for a minute, then let it fall down. You see, this is what caught the Lord's attention. Their Ero and Phone is what caught the Lord's attention from afar off. Somebody may hear that. From afar off. Because it could seem like in the, even in the pits of your depression, in the pits of the things that you are going through, it could seem like the Lord is afar off. And what brings the Lord near? It is your praise that the Lord inhabits. The Bible declares that in the book of Psalms that God inhabits the praises of Israel, the praises of his people. So what do they do? They lifted up his name. They lifted up his name. Not just Jesus have mercy on us. But this verse implies that there was a continual lifting, a holding up of his name until they got his attention. I wonder you understand what we're talking about. A continual holding up until they got his attention. They were desperate. So this was a continual lifting. They raised his name up. Today you could raise his name up on Sunday. But... Understand, you may have to also raise his name up on Monday. You may have to raise his name up on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday. You raise his name up until he responds to you. Does everybody understand? Now, in a poverty mentality, in a, in a poverty area, we don't particularly like to do that. Because we think one ought to do me. I hear it one time, that ought to do me. I don't have to go to church every Sunday. I don't have to hear the word every Sunday. But the Bible declares that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a continual hearing. It's a continual action that must be observed by the believer. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's a continual thing. It's active. The word of God is active. And it must have an active place in your life. It must have an active place. It's not just like watching television. 
and you let them do everything and we get entertained. That, that's not how Christianity is. It is active. You have a part to do. God has called you to do something. You're going to have to do something in order for this miracle to take place in your life. And it's a continual thing. It's a continual thing. It's a continual calling. You see, we got to get to the place, even even in the assembly, we got to get to the place where we're not afraid or ashamed to call on the name of Jesus. They had to leave their leprous village. They had to leave the notion because I'm sure a lot of people there were saying, well, that's just a man, just a prophet. He does not have the answer. But they saw Jesus as hope. They saw him as a lasting hope. And they were willing to identify with Jesus even in the moment of their suffering. And when you identify with Jesus, in the moment of your suffering, I can guarantee you there will be grace and there will be miracles that will be performed at that moment. You see, even the two men that were on the cross hanging there with the Lord Jesus, one out of those two uh, identified with Jesus in his moment of suffering. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. When you identify with Jesus in the moment of your suffering, when you cry aloud, when you cry aloud and spare not, you will see the power of God revealed in your circumstances. Well, the same thing happened with, with Paul and Silas there in prison. The same thing happened with them. In their moment of suffering in prison, they began to sing and they began to praise the Lord. And what happened? A great earthquake came and the prison doors opened and their shackles and chains fell off. In their moment of suffering, they identified with the Lord and power was released. Same thing with these ten lepers men. In their moment of suffering, in their moment of, in their hour, a moment of desperation, they identified with the Lord and the Lord released power on their behalf. But how did this take place? How did these 10 get their healing? We're going to look at this because how they got their healing is how you're going to have your healing today as well. Because we've been going through some things. We've been going through some things emotionally. We've been going through some things financially. We've been going through some things mentally. And we're looking for God's help. But some of us are not willing to go the distance to get the help. The Bible says if you endure to the end, you're going to be saved. You got to do it and you got to keep on doing it and, and keep on doing it. The Bible declares that the Lord is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. It's going to require you to do something. But not just do it once. It's going to require you doing something over and over and over and over and over and over again until you receive the results. Some will say, well, uh, I, I, I gave in church before, but nothing happened. Give again. I prayed, but nothing happened. Pray again. I fasted, but nothing happened. Fast again. Over and over and over and over until results come. Does everybody understand what I'm saying to you today? And so the Bible says here that they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus Master, have mercy on us. Now, look at something very peculiar here in verse number 14. The Bible says in verse number 14, it says, and uh, when he saw them. Now, I want to keep you for another 10 minutes. And I pray that's OK with you. It says, and when he saw them, it does not say when he anybody in the spirit with me. It does not say when he. Heard them. It says when he 
saw them. Now understand, how was the Bible written? The Bible was written uh, by men under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspired men to write these words. So these words are the words of God. The words that were not inspired didn't make it in the book. But what was inspired and from God did make it into the book exactly how the Lord wanted it there, wanted to appear there. So the Lord did not want when he heard them, he wanted when they, when he saw them. Meaning, now this is very powerful. Because he used the word saw here and not heard, this speaks volumes. They made a loud cry. They lifted up the name of Jesus in the moment of their affliction and in their pain and in their suffering, in their separation from family, in their separation from their jobs, their finances, in this, in their moment of their trials and tribulations, they lifted up his name. They began to praise him right in the midst of its, of their circumstances. And the Bible even declares also about praise, uh, also in the book of Psalms, I believe Psalm 67. Uh, let the people praise thee, O Lord, let the people praise thee, for then will the earth yield her increase. So when praise was lifted up, when they identified with Jesus in the moment of their suffering, the Bible declares that Jesus saw them. The word saw here in the Greek means to examine. Now notice, they did not ask him to do anything for them. They didn't say, Lord, heal us. Lord, take away the leprosy. Lord, deliver us. Lord, let's get back to our family. They didn't say all that. All they did was lift up his name. And when the Lord saw them, obviously the sound of their cry that was unique to them reached his ear. It got his attention. And the Bible says he saw them. In other words, he looked upon them. The word saw in the Greek means to examine. In other words, he began to examine their circumstances or their situations and came up with an answer that was suitable for them. Sometimes we're going through some things and we really don't know how to pray. We really don't know what the answer is. We really don't know what will bring us out of the mess that we're in. When you get in so deep in some things, you don't know which way to do or what debt. You don't know what to pay off first. What should I do? Or when you mess up a relationship so bad, you know, I, I don't know what to say to him. I don't know what to say to her because every time I say something, it just makes it worse. You don't know what to do. All you know is that you're dwelling in darkness and you don't know how to get out. But when we raise up a praise to the Lord, he will examine, examine your life like a doctor puts you on a table and come up with the best solution that will bring you out of your dilemma. They didn't ask him for anything. But when, the, when, when, his, when their voices, they lifted up their voices, that's the first voice, they lifted up their voices and their voices caused him to look upon them. And even in today's society today, this current time now, if you would lift up your voice of praise unto him, it will cause the Lord to turn his eyes from whatever he's looking at to look straight at you. Do you understand the power of sight? In order to see something, in order to really look at something, you got to focus on it. Now, I can look out of here, look out in the audience right now, and I can see a lot of things. But in order for me really to see I saw her, in order for me really to say I saw her, I've got to tune everybody else out and look at her. 
nor for me to say, I know what she was wearing. I tune everybody else out and look at her. At this point in destiny, in the lepers' lives, the Lord Jesus was walking. He's on a mission. He's going to heal somebody else, going to teach about the kingdom of God. He's going to do some other things. But they lifted up their voices. Now, he was on the far side. He was not coming over to them. They were over there. He was over here. Totally opposite directions. But they pulled Jesus off of his assignment to look at them. And when he saw them, he examined them and came up with an instant with an answer for their problem. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? All you got to do, listen, the first thing, lift up a praise before him. The second thing, when you do that continually, God will examine your life. He'll examine your situation. He will formulate a plan and then he will release a word for something for you to do. Let's look at this. The Bible says here, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go, show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were what? Cleansed. Now let's examine that because this is extremely important. The Lord Jesus released the word. Now, normally we just read over that. Go show yourselves to the priest. But understand there is actually an invisible comma. There is there is a Salem moment in between the word go and show because the word go means to pierce through. It means to run through. It means to transfer your place, transfer your place from one to the other. It means motion, movement. So the Lord said, when they said, Lord, have mercy, Jesus, have mercy on us. He saw them and examined their lives and then released a word, go. In other words, now, they were in their leper's colony. They were not very mobile. But with one word, the Lord made the mobile go. And the word go means to pierce through. Pierce through what? Pierce through all the doubt. Pierce through all the worry. Pierce through all the confusion. Run through this thing. With one word, he gave them the power and the strength to run over whatever was standing in their way. One word, go. And he gave them something to do when they're going. He gave them direction. He said, go, show. The word show there in the Greek means to exhibit. It means to exhibit, uh, to be, uh, if, if you would, a, a showcase, to go and show off. Go and show off. Show off the work. He was telling them, go, move from where you are, pierce through the darkness, pierce through the things that are around you, and exhibit or show yourself or show off before the priest. Because he knew what he was about to do. Or actually, she would say, what he had already done. At the moment when he looked at them, they were actually healed already. But they had to move out by faith. And in their moving, in their going, it manifested. When they cried to the Lord, when they lifted up their praise, he looked at them. Healing was released. Healing was released. At the moment when God's eyes looked at them, the darkness backed up. 
when Jesus, when the King of glory, when God Almighty looks at you, everything that is wrong goes away. When God steps on the scene, when he sees your praise, he looks, everything that is wrong becomes right. What was bad becomes good. What was sick becomes well when he looks at you. So healing was, healing was released at a glance. But it did not manifest until they observed what he said. Go. Show. We're going to show. Now he was saying to them, go and show off. Go and exhibit your bodies to the priest. The ones that told you that you were no longer fit for society. The ones that told you that you had to leave your home. Go and show yourselves to them. So they had to take this by faith. They still had leprosy. They still had the disease. They still had, they still could see it on their skin. They still could feel it in their bodies, the pain and the agony that they were in. They still could feel it, but they received that word by faith. See, I'm telling you, there's something that you're going to always have to do. They had to make up in their mind, we're going to go. And so they left that place. They transferred. They went from one place to the other. And in their going, they found that they were cleansed. And as the account goes on, we just read not going to go because of, go over it because of the time. As they went their way, there were 10 men. And by the Lord Jesus' reaction at the end, at the end of this experience, he was saying that there were obviously nine Jews and one stranger, one Samaritan. Now what you'll find out is that in the beginning, they all cried, Lord, have mercy on us. They all cried. Have mercy on us. In the beginning, there was an us. But after they were cleansed, after they got what they wanted, there was no more an us. No more an us. Now, there was a separation. The Jews went their way. Oh, you, oh, mm, okay. Well, you hung with us in our affliction, but you can go on with yourself. We're going this way now. And so the man that was an outcast, the Samaritan, that was not meant to be with the Jews, the outcast, the Jews cast him out and thought that uh, the Samaritans were beneath the dirt. You weren't supposed to have any dealings with Samaritans. But what was good enough in their affliction was no longer good enough when they were well. And this also reveals the nature of people. They may be with you in affliction. But when things go well, when they get their money, when they get their check, when all this stuff blows over, oh, they're gone. You'll see the true nature of relationships when pressure is released. Now there was no more pressure on them. And now that Samaritan knew, I'm not welcome here. I need to go back to the man that healed me. And so the Bible declares that as he went, he began to glorify God. He lifted up, you'll see the word voice. Here's the second voice. He lifted up his voice to the Lord in praise and glory and honor. Glory means praise. He lifted up praise and glory and honor to the Lord. And as he did that, he came and now he fell at Jesus' feet. In the beginning, they were far off. But now here's this one man at Jesus' feet. The very presence of life himself, the very presence of God. Praise has now brought him from his pain to the presence of the Lord. His praise, he prays once with a voice that delivered him and God delivered him from his pain. He praised again and his praise brought him into God's presence. Now, what did he receive that the others did not receive? He received, the Lord said, your faith has made you whole. The word whole in the Greek 
is zo is a uh, sozo, and sozo means uh, that means salvation. It means uh, to be delivered. It means to be rescued from danger. Meaning that this man no longer, uh, not only was he healed from leprosy, cleansed from leprosy, but he was also rescued from it. Which means I believe that he also had a divine immunity built up in his spirit. Man, he could go along those that were in pain now, and it will no, no longer affect him because he had been cleansed forever. He had been made whole. He was fully restored. Fully restored. Are you with me? Now the, the commandment was go and show yourselves to the priests. Only this man understood to go to the high priest first. And as he went to the high priest, Jesus Christ, then he can go back to the other priests. They didn't acknowledge the Lord's ministry after they got their stuff, which is what people would do. They'll come to Jesus when they're in trouble. But after they get out of trouble, see you, Jesus. This is what people would do. That's why the Lord said he didn't trust himself or commend himself to man because he knew what was in man. Because after those nine got what they wanted from him, they're gone. But the one that was an outcast came back and he got into the Lord's presence because of the second voice. The second voice is the voice of praise. That brings you into the Lord's presence and in the Lord's presence. Now, people may receive their deliverance. Yes, they did. The nine got their deliverance, but that was only temporary. And for the moment, because other stuff can come back on them, the same thing can happen again. I'm not sure if any of you have ever uh, tried to get off, get off of something, get off of drugs, get off of alcohol or whatever the habit was or addiction was. You get off it for a minute. But if you don't care for if you're not careful, the same thing will come back on you again and again. And you'll fight with it, putting off. It's like a, a yo-yo. You put it off, and then it comes right back. You put it off, and it comes right back. But only this man that continued in praise with the second voice was completely made whole. That thing never to have hold on him again. Now, let me give you another good example of this, and I'm going to close out. When I was a little boy, I I used to love going to, you know, to line up play world or, or whatever else to see all those toys. And man, I thought, well, when I grow up, I'm going to go any time I want to. When I get a car, I'm going to go any time I want to. But now that I'm grown, I can go up there now. I don't want to. Oh, you understand what I'm saying to you? Some of you really want to do some things when you were younger. And you said, when I grow up, I'm going to do this and that and the other. I'm going to go anytime I want to. And now that you're grown, you don't want to do it. Why? Because you've grown on the inside. You've matured. And the same thing that had a hold on you before, that same strong desire that you had then, you don't even want to do it no more. You may make yourself do it to try to get a feeling back, but it's, it's just not the same anymore. Why? Because you've been delivered from that. You've been changed. And this is what happened to that man that came back to Jesus with his praise. This is what happened. He had been completely transformed, completely changed, completely rescued from it. And that particular thing would not have a hold on him ever again. Your deliverance, true deliverance, truly being made whole of whatever is binding you is in the second voice. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We are done. We'll praise the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray that you are blessed by today's message and that you are richly encouraged. On behalf of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, we would like to invite you out to Sunday Morning Sunday School. It starts at 9 a.m. Sunday Morning Worship starts at 10. Come expecting a miracle. 
Wednesday night is dinner and Bible study. Dinner starts at 6.15 with Bible study starting at 7. All are welcome. Come out and enjoy the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ under the anointing of His precious Spirit. Kingdom Rock is located at 180 Hilton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometimes. To learn more about our ministry, give us a call at 770-537-1933. That number again, 770-537-1933. Or just log on to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. We'll be glad to hear from you. And if you'd like to partner with me to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world, just let us know because partnership has its advantages. Until next time, this has been Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Tune in again for the rich word of the Lord. Always remember that Jesus Christ is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way. We'll see you this Sunday at 10 a.m. at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia.